Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. In this segment, we're going to have a conversation with Mr. Chris Hoyt, CEO of KeyFarX. It's an emerging clinical stage biopharmaceutical company. He's going to discuss the development of optimized, low-dose, orally delivered tyrosine kinase inhibitors, or TKIs, to treat neurodegenerative and immune diseases. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Chris Hoyt. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Neil, for having me this morning. Well, a bit of your professional uh, background. Uh, in terms of my background, I'm actually relatively new to this industry. I've spent most of my career uh, raising capital, and I've uh, started a number of companies, both in technology and healthcare services. Uh, about two and a half years ago, I became uh, one of the early investors in Key4X, and the team had asked if I would come in and uh, take the CEO role in early 2021. With a focus on helping to develop the technology that was uh, that was developed at Dr. Moose's lab in Georgetown University, and so for the last uh, roughly two years, been on this mission of of trying to bring uh, some some new ways to treat uh, Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative conditions. So, exactly what are TKIs? Well, TKIs are essentially a, uh, a class of, of drugs that have been used in a number of different. Uh, indications in the past, mostly in cancer, and you know specifically in the case of the TKIs that we're looking at, they're used to trigger autophagy, which is the process in the cells for essentially uh, removing unwanted proteins and other unwanted material. And so we've we've essentially taken this class of, of drugs and looked to apply it to to a new a new area, uh, specifically a neurogeneration, and um, you know we're doing that using both two existing repurposed compounds, uh, as well as novel compounds that we're developing ourselves. At what stage of disease are these TKIs supposed to be most effective? Well, we've, we've, studied, uh, we've studied use of TKIs in uh, mid to late stage Alzheimer's previously at, at Georgetown. Uh, the trials that we're looking to uh, conduct under Q4X would actually be looking at uh, earlier stage Alzheimer's. The, the concept is that it should work at any sort of stage of the disease in that, you know, what we're doing uh, with these compounds is triggering autophagy uh, and we're using that as a way to remove these toxic proteins that build up in conditions such as Alzheimer's or Lewy body disease uh, while those toxic proteins are still inside the cell. And so the idea here is that you essentially kill these, these proteins before they have a chance uh, to escape the cell and cause more inflammation and more damage in the brain. Was it cancer research with TKIs that led to this uh, discovery? Was this something accidentally discovered, or was it considered during the cancer treatment with TKI? Yeah, I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, and to be specific, uh, Dr. Musa uh, had some experience. His, his father actually uh, had leukemia and was being treated with one of these drugs, uh, nilotinib in that case, which is a Novartis product. And, you know, he has spent his, his career working in neurogeneration. And his thought was, if essentially these TKIs could cross the blood-brain barrier, then the same mechanism of action that was being used in leukemia to kill these, in that case, in that case tumor cells, could be used uh, potentially to do the same in the brain in things like Alzheimer's. And so, over the course of, of five to ten years, in a variety of, of experiments, uh, we've been able to find that by reducing the dosage uh, in neurogeneration, 
these compounds actually would cross the blood-brain barrier, which frankly is a surprise to uh, Novartis and, and Pfizer, who have these existing compounds that are again approved for uh, for CML. Are there other neurodegenerative conditions that TKIs could be potentially useful in, other than uh, Alzheimer's? Yes, I mean we think that, that they have the opportunity to be useful in a variety of, of different indications. Uh, you know, some that are, are closely related to Alzheimer's, such as Parkinson's or, or Lewy body. Uh, but also potentially in areas like uh, like Lyme disease and other mast cell uh, conditions. And so, as I mentioned earlier, we do have uh, we do have some novel compounds that we're working there preclinical that we're working through currently, which we think could have sort of broader applicability across a couple of other indications. Uh, but that's still early, and that's something we need to still prove out. Now, I understand that the, there's another uh, compound, your lead drug. Uh, tell us a bit more uh, about KFR-X01. Sure. Yeah, and so so that essentially is a, it's a bioequivalent of uh, Nilotinib, which is a Novartis product. Uh, we are we're developing that in conjunction with Sun Pharma in India. Uh, Sun Pharma has a bioequivalent of Nilotinib that is the compound that we'll be taking into a phase three trial. Uh, we have uh, FDA may proceed authority on that trial. And, you know, the interesting thing there is as a result of the bioequivalent, we're able to, we're essentially be testing two doses in our trial, both an 84 milligram and 112 milligram uh, dosage, which you know is anywhere from 15 to 20 percent the dose that's used in cancer. So one of the concerns in, in cancer at the high-level dosage that's provided is that there are some heart uh, indications that you need to be concerned about. And because we're using a much lower dose, you know, we haven't seen any of those sort of side effects in our earlier trials. And so we're very excited about the opportunity to take uh, Kiefer X01 uh, into this phase three trial. And it'll be a 1,275-patient trial uh, across 50 to 60 sites, and um, we're actually working right now with the NIH on a, a grant application to help uh, support that that program. Is the dosing determination, uh, you said it was 20% of the TKIs that were used or, or the compound used in, in cancer, was it, mm-hmm. was it a let's go low and see if we can raise it higher, or have you discovered that the lower dose is better than the initial higher dose first used, if that was the case? Yeah. Yes, and so so two two factors here. One, in order to actually get a compound to uh, to break the blood brain barrier, you do need a lower a lower dose. So anywhere from 150 to 300 milligram dosage was found to to penetrate, uh, which is obviously an important component for us. And then the other factor is, you know, in, in something like cancer, you're actually trying to keep the autophagy process going 24. Seven, right? You want it to be a continuous process. In neurogeneration, we really just want to trigger autophagy on a daily basis. We don't want to overtax uh, that process. And so the lower dose helps us to manage uh, the duration of the autophagy process. So in our phase two trial, we tested both the 150 and the 300 milligram of nilotinib itself and found that. Um, you know, the lower dose was actually a better outcome, both in terms of clinically and for patients. And so the 84, 112 milligrams that I mentioned previously, those doses are lower, but they're equivalent 
to the the 150 and 300 It's just the bioequivalent has better availability. Is there anything that you'd like to add as far as um, the work that KeyFarX is doing? And then give us a website where we can learn more. Sure. Yeah, no, I think, you know, we're very excited about the opportunity that we have. Uh, we have a sort of differentiated approach in Alzheimer's and neurogeneration. You know, one of the things that, that I didn't mention is, you know, we we actually saw a reduction in inflammation in patients that took uh, our drug during their phase two trial, which is, you know, an important consideration as inflammation is actually one of the sort of the main concerns in some of the other Alzheimer's treatments that are out there. So we're very excited about the opportunity to get that trial underway and, and equally excited about the chance to see if these types of compounds can also benefit patients. Uh, particularly Lewy body disease will be the, the second uh, compound, second trial that we that we look to run using Bazutinib, which is a, a Pfizer product. So you know, we feel very fortunate to have a broad pipeline and, and are, are excited about the, the future there. Uh, best place to find information on Kiefer is at our website, which is www.kieferx.com. That's K-E-I-F-E-R-X.com. Chris, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Lots of great information. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Chris Hoyt, CEO of KeyFarX. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio. 